Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. We hear all the time. I'm not cash rich, but I am asset rich, Michelle. I want to plan for my retirement. I wish there was a way I could unlock the value of my property. Well, if you're aged between 65 and 79 and your private property is fully paid up, there is a new option for you to think about where you can borrow against your home, top up your CPF account, top up that CPF life uh, that you've heard about. It's an annuity scheme that gives you monthly payments for life. But I hear you saying, Michelle, if I do this is it sounds like a reverse mortgage will i be required to make monthly loan repayments do i have to move out of my property uh, can i choose to sell it at any time all those questions answered for you today with our fabulous guest christopher tan founder and ceo of provident helping us uh, dissect dbs's home equity income loan how are you christopher Hey, hi. Good morning, Michelle. It's good to speak to you again. Always great. Now, what is this new home equity loan scheme? Can you give us an overview, Chris? Yeah, well, like you said, it's sort of like a reverse mortgage scheme and it's just been recently launched by uh, DBS. It's called the Equity Income Loan. The main objective of this scheme actually is to target people who are between 65 to 79 and if they have a private property fully paid, uh, to use that as a collateral to take up a loan. Um, the loan amount, of course, subject to the bank's uh, credit assessment, is the amount needed for you to top up uh, your CPF funds to meet your cohort full retirement sum and up to the prevailing enhanced retirement sum. So maybe let me give you an example because, sure. uh, you know, all the words not easy to understand. Yeah. Right? So let me try and break it down into an example. So let's say you are 70 years old today. You can't do this young, right? Because the minimum age is 65. So mm-hmm. let's say you are 70 years old today mm-hmm. and you have in your retirement account $50,000. Now, your full retirement sum 15 years ago, because that's your cohort full retirement sum. Of course, 15 years ago, it was called minimum sum. Yeah, but your full retirement sum 15 years ago, let's say, is $95,000. Now, your current, which is the prevailing uh, enhanced retirement sum, is 279000 So, how much can you borrow? Now, the, the rule the rule set by DBS, of course, says that you can borrow between 95000 which was your full retirement sum 15 years ago, minus what you have in your RA, which is 50K. So, that is about 45,000, right? 95 minus 50, 45,000. So you can borrow 45,000, that's the lower end. Or at the maximum, you can borrow the current prevailing ERS, which is 279, minus what you have in your RA, which is 50,000. So that makes 229,000. So you can borrow between 45K to uh, to 229,000, and then you take this money, you top it up into your RA so that you can get a higher CPF life paid out. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. but the good thing about this scheme is that there is no need to pay the monthly installment because you borrow, right? But there's no need to pay the monthly installment now. You only pay it at the point where you want to sell your house later or upon your demise. And you can stay in your house, you know, until that happens. Um, so that's, well, in a nutshell, what the scheme is all about. Okay, so not for those with fully paid up HDB flats. No, yeah. Only for private um, homes. And this is meant to be money that tops up your CPF life, basically. That's right. That's right. It's compulsory. Right? So when the money comes out of borrow, you can't mm-hmm. say that, okay, I'm going to take this to go for a holiday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? No, it goes straight into your, your CPF accounts to buy that CPF life. 
Okay, and then it sales proceeds from the sale of the property that goes into paying off this loan. What is the difference between? Did you want to add something? No, no. Go ahead. Please. What is the difference between this new home equity loan scheme and other home equity loan schemes that other banks have come up with? This has been, ta- you know, uh, f- being framed as a market first. Is it really? That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, in a way, it's a market first, of course. You know, if you stay in a, in public housing, right, you have the HDB enhanced lease buyback scheme. Now, that's just for HDB. So if you are comparing to uh, loans, similar kind of loans mm-hmm. for private property, uh, other other banks, UOB, OCBC, they, they do have this uh, equity home loan scheme. But the difference is this, for the other banks, the amount of loan that you can take is a lot larger relative to the new scheme by DBS. You can borrow up to 50% of the market value of your house, right? We say 50% loan to value, you can borrow that. So it's much bigger. And the thing is, when you borrow this, there's upfront cash. You can do anything you want with this cash. Go for a holiday, you know, and all that if you want to. Mm. Um, Now, you, 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 unlike the DBS one, you know, whereby you don't have to pay installment for other loans, you have actually got to pay that monthly installment. You may have to pay that monthly installment and still pay off whatever principal at maturity. Now, of course, for other equity loans, if your property value drops significantly below that, uh, you know, that 50% LTV, then uh, the bank would have to call back the loan. This is unlike the DBS one. As I mentioned, it's a small loan, no lump sum cash takeout. Uh, but, you know, if your property fluctuates and all that, you don't have to worry that, oh, the bank will ask you to top up. Now, in terms of interest rates, well, other banks, uh, it's about 1.1 to now about 1.4% currently, but the DBS one actually is quite significant. The interest rate is 2.88% mm. fixed throughout the tenure of your loan. Mm. Uh, for DBS one, the maximum loan tenure is 30 years, but for the other banks, you know, you can take up to age 75. So it depends on what your age is today. So you can't take that loan, uh, that much loan. Um, so these are, I would say, the, the key differences between what you have in the market currently versus what DBS is launching. So you are still paying interest on this loan, keep in mind, 2.88%. Yes. And you have to pay the loan off in 30 years or whether, you know, it depends, you're going to sell the, the flat before that, then you, you, but 30 years is the max, right? That's right. So at any point in time, of course, if you want to sell that house, you can. You mm-hmm. just, after selling uh, with the sales proceeds, right, you then have to pay off DBS uh, with the accrued interest of 2.88, which, well, in my opinion, is pretty high. It is high. So what are some of the pros and cons of this scheme? Well, I think the advantage is that well, it's good that, you know, in a way, CP, uh, DBS wants you to top up your uh, retirement account because you you won't take this money and you go and spend it. So it increases your CPF life payout. Mm. Uh, it's easier to get a loan because uh, it's a small loan, right? And then no monthly re- repayment, which is good. Uh, long loan period up to age 95 and <clears throat> no immediate action needed, you know, if... For example, you outloan the out outlive sorry the loan maturity. DBS did say that well, it doesn't mean they will chase you out of the house or oh. they will they will discuss with you. Mm. And uh, upon demise of your your loan period, you know, and uh, all that, DBS will work out a solution with uh, your estate. Mm-hmm. But the bad thing is that I really think that the interest rate is is very high. Two point eight fixed is very high. Um, I mean, if you look at our loan interest uh, over the last decade, has been pretty low in the range of, you know, one point. Now it's about 1.3, 1.4. Yeah, so 2.8 is very high. 
the amount of loan that you can take is small. So for some people, especially private property owner, they may feel that, mm, you know, if I add on to my CPF line, that little increase doesn't make a difference. Mm. Um, but I think the, the biggest downside is, you know, a lot of us as Asian parents, we don't really want to pass on debt to our next generation. Yeah. Yeah, but potentially with this, you may, because 2.8, if you compound it, I did a quick calculation. Oh, okay. If you, if you, let's say today, assuming you have nothing in your RA, and you take, uh, as in zero in your R, zero dollars, right, in your RA, and you take a 279,000 uh, loan, right, because that's the maximum you can take. And let's say your spouse does the same, and you take a 279. So as a couple, you take 500,000 loan, and you really live for 30 years, that can compound up to about one over 1.3 million. Wow. And and by then the value of your house, if it's a nine nine year condo, may have fallen. Mm. And upon death, your estate is actually inheriting a negative equity house, right? Mm. Yeah, and you pass on this debt. So uh, for Asian, I, I'm not sure whether they like this idea of passing on a debt, you know, to their loved ones after their demise. I mean, uh, just theoretically speaking, could you not take out a home equity loan scheme with a lower interest rate from another bank and then use that money to top up your RA? You can do that. It's just that, remember, you may have to pay that monthly installment. Oh, yeah. Okay. So your cash flow might be affected, right? And yeah, and it also depends on the age that you're taking it because the loan tenure is shorter. The amount that you have to pay may be higher. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. most people don't take up a home equity loan for that purpose. A lot of them take up a home equity loan. Maybe they use the money because mm-hmm. it's low interest. They use it to go and invest and do other things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose, um, you know, people are though attracted when they hear the CPF Life can pay out as much as 2000 if you have like 500000 invested in it, right? That's right. That's right, but um, you have to remember that you, the, the, and there's no free lunch, right? You, are, yeah. you have to incur 2.8%. It, it compounds over time. Yes, yes, if you're using the scheme. Um, right. So you, you mentioned 279, the maximum amount. Why yeah. has DBS pegged this amount, uh, pegged its maximum loan that they will extend to the CPF, enhance retirement sum? Well, I think to their credit, they want to make sure that the seniors who take out this loan, they don't, quote-unquote, uh, waste that money away. Because this is really meant for their retirement. So in a way, yes, it's a social good. I forced you to put it into your CPF. And since I'm going to make you put in your CPF, I will allow you to you know, take a loan that, allow, that, that allows you to top up up to the enhanced retirement sum so that you get the maximum payout for your CPF, uh, your CPF life. So the whole idea really for this loan is unlike the whatever that's available right now in the market, it's really meant for your retirement. They want to protect the seniors' money. And so, well, they pack it up to ERS, you can top it up, and in a way, uh, your retirement is protected. So uh, that, I would say, is a, is a good initiative. We're talking about the DBS scheme that lets seniors borrow against their private home to top up their CPF uh, life uh, sort of annuity. It's called the DBS Home Equity Income Loan. Chris, are there other options where seniors who are cash poor, asset rich can look at to monetize their home if they want to live their retirement lifestyle? Yeah, so if you don't like the idea of, okay, I'm going to take a loan, you know, at this age, I'm yeah. going to pass on debt liability to my loved ones, you know, then there are other options where, where your house is concerned. So, of course, you can downsize. 
Um, but, well, you have to get used to changing your house, changing a new location. You might not like that because you are so used to being with, in that community with your neighbors. But that's one way. Um, the other way, of course, is relocate. I mean, nowadays, you know, a lot of seniors, they are like, okay, I don't really have to retire in Singapore throughout my 30 years retirement years. Right, I can plan my retirement and relocate to three cities, for example. So maybe in the first 10 years of my retirement, when I'm younger, I move to, say, Malaysia, I move to Vietnam, you know, and then the next 10 years, I move to another city, and the last 10 years, I come back to Singapore. You know. So you can change location, and uh, in other Southeast Asian cities, it may be cheaper. But of course, again, people may not like it because it's a new location, and healthcare uh, is always a major consideration. And uh, well, another option, of course, is if your house is big enough, you can always rent out a room. Um, but you have to get used to the fact that you may be staying with a stranger. Um, well, my father-in-law, he does that, and he's perfectly fine with it. He's happy mm. with it. You know, and every month he gets like six, seven hundred dollars, you know, extra income. Mm. But I can't say the same for everybody. Not everybody likes to stay with another stranger in the house. Absolutely. And, you know, to make these adjustments at a late age, not everybody is up for that, especially. Mm. So I can see the value of, you know, this DBS home equity home loan where you get to stay in your home. You don't have to worry about the monthly. Uh, but thanks for bringing up the interest rates and how that can compound over the years. Now, Singaporeans are often said to be asset-rich, cash-poor. You work with a whole range of clients, Chris. Mm. And besides their property, what are some other types of assets that retirees or those nearing retirement age can monetize for retirement? Right. So, well, property is a big one, but the other one that I often see, especially uh, with business owners, is their business asset. When that can be, uh, that can be really big. And uh, I mean, how can they monetize their business? You right? mean so, sell? Um, come again, sorry. Do you mean sell their business? Well, that's sure. one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one way. Of course, they can do an outright sale and sell the business. Or sometimes business owner can consider like selling a part of their business through a private equity arrangement. You know, you get a private equity to buy a part of your business. So you get, you take some table or take some money off the table. And of course, you can, of course, sell, but sell to your management. Of course, if your business is really big, you can consider listing your business. Um, Another way, of course, is if your family members wants to do it, you can, you know, uh, pass it to your family member, pass it to your children. They may not pay you a lump sum, but they can surely pay you in installment and you get a monthly income. Yeah, but I think for business owner, mm. the thing is this, you spend many years building that business, it's a huge asset, and if you are not able to monetize that business, it just looks good on balance sheet, but it's not going to help you at all in your retirement, especially your business is in a private market, not so easy to sell. Great, great options for us to think through, Chris. Uh, So how can business owners monetize their business today? What should they start considering? Yeah, as I mentioned, you know, a few ways, right? Outright sale, private equity, management bout, so on and so forth. But really, I I, I will say this. Don't don't decide uh, how you want to monetize your business when you are about to retire. It's a bit too late. Uh, All business owners, if you're listening in right now, I will say, think about it today, right? Um, you first must decide that the business you are running, whether you are really more like a self-employed or is it really a business? And, and that's very important because sometimes a lot of us, we are self-employed. You know, we, we, we really work more like a self-employed free, freelancer. We may incorporate the business, mm-hmm. but we know the day we, we, we leave this business, the business is worth nothing because everything depends on us. For example, if I'm a professional speaker, professional trainer, mm-hmm. you know, and people like me, but, uh, well, if I'm gone, the business is worth nothing. So mm-hmm. if that's your case, then forget 
it, right? I, I would say don't don't depend on your business to fund your retirement. Earn as much as you can. Use that saving to save for your retirement instead. But if you are really running a business and you know that your business has got value, start thinking about it now. Um, consider three pillars. Firstly, financial. You need to do some personal financial planning to know how much you will need your business to be worth to fund your life goals. Secondly, the business aspect. You can do a business valuation today and based on how much you want your business to be worth when you want to monetize uh, your business, say, you know, in, I don't know, three, five, ten years' time, mm-hmm. to understand what I call that value gap between what your business is today and how much you want to uh, sell it for. And finally, a lot of business owners, actually, they are not really prepared to exit their business totally when the time comes because the business has been their life, you know, and the business sometimes defines who they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are they going to do when they sell it, you know? So this is an area that requires some planning. And you can't do it when you're at retirement. You've got to do it right now. So once you know all these things, you can start to prepare your business now for that eventual sale beyond just making sure that your business is profitable. You can start focusing on how do you increase your value in the next three, five, ten years, such as maybe I should start doing some IP protection and all that. So don't do it the last minute, I would say. It's a big asset. If you don't monetize it well, uh, it's not going to help you fund your retirement. I hope we've given you some ideas if you're a senior and you want more monthly income. I hope we've given you some ideas today on how you can achieve that. Christopher Tan is founder and CEO of Provident. He's a man I want to give all my money to all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Chris. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.